Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we are finally going to hear the next chapter of our Kids on Bikes adventure. However, as usual, business first. So, um, Riley has been diligently listening to all of our back catalogue, and oh he has God. finally completed it. <laughs> so he's listened well to every single thing. But he has drafted some questions for us. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Hi, Phil and Mark. I finished listening to all of Organized Fun and I loved it. So good from end to beginning because I listened to it from the newest episode to the oldest episode. I came up with a couple of questions. I thought that maybe the spreadsheet was developed for the podcast, but turns out, nope, it's not. So I'm wondering, how long have you been doing the spreadsheet for board games? I actually can't remember when the spreadsheet started. I remember before we moved house, I used to have um, just like cards, didn't I? Like a Rolodex of cards with each game on and you just picked a card. I don't remember that. But I can't remember when the spreadsheet no, I started. Don't know. Maybe, mm. I don't know. Was it when I moved to a laptop rather than a... Or maybe you made it on your laptop. Yeah, when my when my desk top computer went under i think yeah it feels like it's been around forever though <laughs> yes well that's good see the problem with the with the cards was that i had like a, a section for two players and a section for three players and a section for four players and whatever and so depending on how many players you had we, the same games were coming up and again so i was forced to to <laughs> revolutionize the sorting system but yeah i can't remember exactly but you're right the spreadsheet definitely came first second question in the early episodes there was a bit of uh resentment towards the spreadsheet dictating not being able to play certain games and i'm wondering if over the years if mark has grown fond towards the spreadsheet at all no (laughs) (laughs) why not no because you can't just play a game when you feel like it it's it is literally organized fun that's uh, so if I'm like oh podcast. I feel like playing legendary you'd be like well we can't play legendary until we've gone through all the other things on the spreadsheet so that's like, well true. then I don't feel like playing it by then okay then. so surely you have a game where you're like oh I feel like playing that no <laughs> see and it's like <laughs> well okay then we just won't play then fine Fair well that's enough. your choice and the spreadsheet's <laughs> choice um, now on that note <laughs> do either of you think that some games would change to a win if you played it two or three times yeah or well, maybe just the next day but then that's not allowed you see <laughs> so <laughs> no that's true but like when we do come around to games for the second time I mean, do you remember them at all or are you like some uh, simpleton child no, mostly brain? it depends what it is and how complicated it is but yeah I mean some of them take a long time to set up and then by the time we've played I'm like well yeah I'll play tomorrow but maybe not straight away again but then as I say we can't do it so it's the spreadsheet's fault. Um, but yeah, probably if, if I got to know a game, but I don't get to know them very well because we play them once and then it's the next one or you've bought something else. Yeah. So it takes a long time to come back round again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any games that are a win for Mark and not for you, Phil? No. Uh-huh. Uh, also not. Are you sure? <laughs> they haven't been. Well, because generally I don't. Well, you don't say, though, do you? Games. Well. This, I mean, I would never, because all games are a win for me because I just enjoy playing. I mean, there's games that I like more than others, but 
generally, I guess because if I don't like a game, then Mark really won't like a game. Well, no, <laughs> no, actually, because I've got some board games that aren't allowed in the pile and aren't on the spreadsheet. Uh, well, they are now, now that they're on the shelves. Are they? Yes. There's so, still some somewhere, screw I think. you. Well, they weren't for a long time. That's because so... you refused to have them on the shelf. You wanted your own little shelf somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's your shelf, it's, you still can play some, by your rules. There's still some missing. <laughs> there's still some missing. Um, there's been a few that I've been surprised that Mark has liked. Because um, quite often, I can't think of any off the top of my head, though. But like, there's sometimes, if it's a big, long, complicated thing, I'll be like, oh, Mark's going to hate this. And, you know, nine times out of ten, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked this question when I was on with Marvel champions but i hadn't heard your arkham horror living card game episode yet so the thought came while i was listening to that one what made marvel champions a win and not arkham horror because they're both the living card games by fantasy flight i suspect it's story related but i don't know uh but did arkham have lots of sort of pages of story on the cards you had to go through it does have more story involved there's yes. more story um i don't know it seemed a bit more energetic than Arkham. Okay. I, I don't suppose, know, maybe it's a story. I don't know. I and I don't Marvel really... is all about quick sort of fighting, whereas Arkham's more about atmospheric sort of story, horror-y sort Yeah, of. maybe it was that. And does Arkham take a bit longer to set up? I don't know. Yeah, but you maybe don't do the thing. setting up. So yeah, I know, but I'm waiting you. around for it. Um, I don't know, mate. I, I feel like there was long passages of like text to read out on all the cards for Arkham. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. Well, there you go. And it's not always clear, like, with the Marvel ones, it's like superhero, villain. Yeah. But then Arkham's like, oh, this creepy person does Anyone this could and be they a could be or this hero, or they yeah. could be this it's not as not as black and white yeah not maybe that's what cut. it is yeah fair enough thanks for doing such an awesome podcast i love it looking forward to listening to it for as long as you do it which is hopefully for forever bye well thanks for those questions riley yeah. um i quite like the i quite like the q a sort of element um yeah so if anyone else any other people in listener land have questions they want to ask us uh get in touch via Twitter, which is at Fun Organized, or on Facebook, which is at Organized Fun Pod. So thanks very much. And that's all the business. So without further ado, I give you Kids on Bikes Chapter 10, Change of Fortune. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Previously on Kids on Bikes. Bluesberg is reeling from the explosion that destroyed Deputy Montgomery's car. Luckily, the deputy himself survived, but unfortunately, Nathaniel Dimitriades was killed. Sheriff Blunt issued a statement vowing that he would track down whoever was responsible. The only people that knew what was happening was me and you, Nathaniel, and the lawyer that I contacted, Aaron Hamilton, back in town. Herbert Hooper pulls out his dictaphone and he presses play. You can clearly hear the sheriff's voice. You were too slow, damn it. I had to take matters into my own hands. Of course it won't interfere. This is entirely separate. In the fold of the bronze statue's shirt pocket, there appears to be like a fine sort of violet powder, just like the remnants of something. You get back to your house, oh. but Wesley isn't there. Um, but also, your your rough manuscripts of your book is, is on the sofa with a post-it note stuck to to the front. All it says is, I read your book and had to go. I'd just like to say that the Fun Palace is um, extremely pleased to be sponsoring this match between Bluesburg and Lower Granfeld. And if everybody looks under their seats, you will find one free ticket for a game of your choice at the Bluesburg Fun Palace. Looking forward to seeing you all there. Go Eels!
Ed struts onto the court like a total boss. Somehow, even with his arm in a cast, he intercepts every pass. He shoots every hoop. Seconds before the clock times out, he does a backflip over the opposition and reverse slam dunks it, giving Bluesberg the victory. The whole auditorium goes wild with excitement, surprise, disbelief. When you guys get back to the changing rooms and ask Ed what the hell's going on, he just shrugs and says, I just had a change of fortune. After Bluesberg's epic victory over Lower Granfeld in the basketball match, the four of you find yourselves together in the school car park. Have you seen much of each other since the whole business with the Temperance Society? No. No. <laughs> well, I haven't seen anyone near people. Looking your shirt. No. Well, occasionally remember to bring your newspaper. No, oh, that was it, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so maybe I've seen you. I've seen you, obviously. Hang on, Tyler and I are building a den. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen each other every week. How long has it been? <laughs> um, it's been about a month, I think. Uh, yeah, at least, you know, every weekend. We're falling breaks. Um, I forgot about the den. Um, <laughs> How uh, rude. I've been uh, there excuse working me. my little heart out. Uh, yeah, crates. Yeah, crates is a good... Uh, lots of spare crates, or I go around and find bits of spare crate. So it's all about getting the structure right first, obviously, yeah. and then we're going to make it all homely. Yeah. This would be the perfect chance to share any information or suspicions or just just gossip about the town that you've been uh, experiencing these past few days. Has anyone seen Howie? I... I... I haven't seen him at all. I've been trying to find him and he's completely disappeared. Why have you been trying to find him? Because he's my friend. <laughs> I saw him the other day, actually. It was very bizarre. He was looking for something. He went to the statue and was sort of scrambling up and down it. He was clearly trying to find something. Whatever it was, he didn't get it and he sort of wandered off. But all all I could find when I had a look afterwards was there was a little bit of purple dust that I got in my bag somewhere that I was going to take to the chemistry lab and see if we could work out what it is after school. I think we should do that, yeah. Because mm. I know he he had a change in fortune mm. and looked all smart and then got roaringly drunk by by the end of the day. So it didn't last long as a life change. Mm. But <laughs> That sounds interesting. But he did have a massive roll of tickets, which... I used for the fun palette. Isn't that what that lady said to Sandy when she took the tickets off her? She said her fortune's clearly already changed. I wonder if it's thing to do with those. And what did, like you just say in that game, what we just watched? Ned, what did Ed, Ed say? <laughs> did he say anything to you? He did really well in the game today. It was surprising because he normally falls <laughs> over his own feet. I, it, I was so stunned by my own amazing performance in that game that I forgot about it completely for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. This sounds very conspir conspiracy, just like something that I would be interested in finding out <laughs> for my book. Well, you might all be interested to know that um, following on from our previous adventure, uh, escapade, however you like to put it, um, so you probably heard about, I don't know, all the uh, people that were in jail mysteriously dying. Um, so Deputy Montgomery was uh, helping me... Um, talk to Nathaniel apparently he wanted to speak to me or speak to us um, but I don't remember what I'm sure you heard about the explosion um, well I tried to take photos of the of the scene but who was that police who's that policewoman that was a bitch <laughs> Officer McKenzie stopped me and 
took my she took my camera so that that was that, mm, that's a bit over the top oh, yeah sounds like a real piece of work actually no i ran into her at some point not doing anything at all suspicious um yeah she seems to be causing a lot of trouble around town yeah where did she come from does anyone know where did she come from that was the first time i'd seen her in town i've never seen her before and usually i live opposite the uh, police station i believe but i usually see you know people in and out on their shifts and stuff um yeah i've not seen her before Hmm. well (laughs) just you know just looking around your surroundings there's a number of things going on um lots of the crowd obviously you know all the crowd uh, are coming out of the the school gym uh, most of them are heading in the direction of the fun palace eager to uh, spend their free tickets um somewhere in a corner Howie is there muttering about going to the library of all places and uh, Ed is sitting on the steps surrounded by all the girls signing his cast etc fawning over him uh you know all that sort of thing. Funny you should mention Officer Mackenzie. You notice there's a police car waiting on the road. She's she's sitting there just watching the crowds disperse from her car. So what what are you gonna do, guys? Well, he might be our easiest lead since mm. um, you all know him quite well. Yeah. Oh look, Howie's over there. You were just talking about him. Oh yeah. You as as a collective, you you head over to Howie. But before you go much further. Scarlet Mayo approaches. Ah, oh, Sean, I just wanted to congratulate you on a stunning performance tonight. She kisses Sean on the cheek and then saunters off. <laughs> so I can only imagine my voice squeaks <laughs> as I go. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's fine, you know. <laughs> My pleasure. She's careful, Sean. Remember, she is married to the mayor. She's just being friendly. So, you're going over to Howie. Oh, I've got to get to the library. Oh, books. Hi, Howie. I haven't seen you for ages. Who are you? It's Tyler. Tyler who? Are you that kid that was going to get me that beer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I see you in the pub quite a lot. Oh, I see lots of people in the pub. Yeah, but I've not seen you for a long time. No, I've got to go to the library. Oh, why do you need to go there so badly? Uh, As usual, Howie is reluctant to speak in coherent sentences. Uh, I have a flask of beer. Hey, what's in that flask? Beer. Can I drink it? Um, Well, if you tell me why you're going to the library so badly. Um, That lady from the Fun Palace helped me out before. And um, she might have left me something at the library. Like what? Oh, uh, give me that flask. There you go. Glug, 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 glug. Don't we have that homework assignment that we need to do at the library? Why don't we all go and do that tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to the library too? Let's all go to the library. (laughs) Yay. You get to the library. Howie sort of stumbles into the reference section, pulls a load of uh, books off the shelf, and then collapses in tears. Howie, what, what are you doing? You've never, I've never seen you look at a book before. That lady's, that lady might have left something, but there's nothing here. What? Well, what? Did she... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What did she say? Unfortunately, Howie is no longer coherent. Mm. All there is is Howie on the floor, loads of books that he's pulled off the shelf. What kind of book? Like, are these particular books or? Um, you can test your brains to investigate the books if you like. Yeah, I'll do that. Seven. You just you just see a load. There's, mm. There seems to be nothing. I mean, the books, it's the chemistry section that we're in, but 
apart from that, you your poor simple mind is not good enough mm. to detect anything um, like that. I'm now, I'm gonna spend oh. an adversity token to use my treasure hunter ability. Uh, I'm gonna notice that um, not only is it the chemistry department like section in the uh, the library, um, but these are all the kind of the um, dusty old sort of first edition books. Well, whilst you're deliberating about that, the uh, librarian comes stomping along, obviously drawn by the commotion that Howie has caused, pulling all these books off the shelf. You look at the librarian, her name is Sarah Summerfield. She's, uh, she's 68, she has a grey perm, pastel coloured cardigan, glasses on string, and she smells of lavender. She's, she's kind and gentle, usually, unless you mess with the books. What on earth is going on here? She says. <laughs> Howie slips and sort of bumps into the shelves, and um, we'll, so that's where all the books are on the floor. Don't worry, we'll, we'll pick them all up right now. Don't I've told Mr. Stone time and time again he's not to come to this library anymore. This is the fourth time this week he's come and caused trouble. I honestly don't know what he's looking for. I must say, this section of the library seems to be attracting a lot of attention lately, but nobody ever checks anything out. Has anybody else come to look in that section? Well, far too many people for me to mention, my dear. Uh, Anyone in particular that you remember? No. Oh. I'm an old lady. <laughs> now, look at some of these books. They are ruined. I demand, I demand that this damage is paid for. Perhaps uh, one or both of you youngsters could help out at the library tonight to make up for this. Or one of you grown-ups could just pay me. Uh, I don't have any uh, money on sure. me. Why don't we um, help out? Help out, yeah. What, both of you? Yeah, because I'm scared of the dark. I'm not staying here on my own. Many things like work. A good decision, Mr. Pellin. I'd hate to tell your father about this. <laughs> Brett noted. <laughs> um, so, so grown-ups, Tyler and uh, Jerry, what are you going to do whilst the kids help out Mrs. Summerfield at the library? Uh, good question. But I'm going to help out Howie. Okay. Sorry, drag Harry, Howie yeah, outside. Yeah, we'll take Harry outside. Okay, you're you're dragging Howie outside. What, yeah. what are you going to do with him? Uh, either take him to the pub or uh, try and get yeah. some more information from him. Okay, so what? Well, I'll take him to the pub. You're going to take him to the pub. Okay. Are you both going to the pub with Harry? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going to the pub. Now, Kiddywinks, at the library, uh, this is the most boring couple of hours of your entire life. Um, although, just as Mrs. Summerfield said, you do notice that a number of people come in, they uh, check books around that section of shelving, and then almost instantly leave again. Is there anyone you recognise doing such strange behaviour? And they all seem to be uh, sort of going to the same, as I said, the same section of shelving. Are they looking in the books? Or are they just scanning the shelf? Or are they taking books out to look behind the Um, You will have to test some brains. Who's the brainiest um, well, out of you? With my incredible, <laughs> with my incredible D4, I will do that. I use my D8 as well. <laughs> That's a what? <laughs> So Sean, oblivious, he's like, what, there's books here? <laughs> I've got a five. All right, Janice notices that the people are sort of opening a book, flicking through the pages, but then putting them back on the shelves. And what's their expression like when they come away from the book? 
looks? Are they looking happy? Disappointed? I would say furtive. Okay. I would like to surreptitiously check some of the books while we're putting them back on the shelf to see if there's anything of note in them. Well, Janice, would you believe you find a book with a hollow cut out and the remnants of some purple powder in the indentation. Looks a lot like what I found at the statue. This is what they're looking for. And also they've done that to the books. Quickly put that book back away before she notices that someone's defaced it. How interesting. What colour are our fun palace tickets? They're pink. Okay, interesting. I'm just shelving in the distance. <laughs> All out of alphabetical order. After, just, uh, after just, what... Fe- um, arrange them by colour. After what feels like hours, uh, Mrs. Summerfield comes up and reluctantly lets you out your debt to, to libraries paid. Cool. Well, I'm going to start loudly bemoaning the fact that we didn't find anything to Janet. Sure. So I've had the books that have been pulled down. I had a hollow cut out in it, you know, like in those old movies where people would hide guns in books. But all that was inside it was a bit of purple powder what? like I found at the statue. So someone's obviously leaving something around the town for people to get. I wonder what it is. Mm. Did you get a sample of this one? Have we got enough to do some tests? I think I've got enough of the old stuff and Mrs. Summerfield was just around the corner. I didn't want to see what wanted to see what someone had done to the book, so I just quickly put it away. It'll be good to find Well, excellent snooping skill. So what's your what's your plan guys? What are you gonna do? Because it's late we should probably go home. Um I'm gonna try and work. We can't join the others at the pub. No, we're very <laughs> underage for the state. Grown-ups, um, what's the atmosphere like in the pub tonight? Uh, as quiet as ever. You know, a few people sat by themselves drinking. Because what's it, Monday night, right? Yeah, it's it's not busy. Who it's owns the Rusty Keg? That would be Rusty. Norman Rusty. And um, what's what's Norman Rusty like? Let's let's describe him. I tell you what, um, Jerry, we'll we'll alternate. Jerry, how old is Norman? Uh, fifty-six. Tyler, what does he look like? Um, he's quite short and round. Uh, like a keg. And bold. And Jerry, what's you know what's his general temperament? Is he a nice guy? Is he what is he like? Oh, he's perfectly pleasant. Um. But you know, won't uh, won't be deal- you know doesn't have time for hooligans and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he's called Norman Rusty. Everyone calls him Rusty. If you call him Norman, well, then you probably get the wrong end of his shotgun in your face. Watches you out of this pub. Well, as as you enter, probably Howie supported between you. Uh, Norm, I mean Rusty. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Rusty is just is he's at the bar. He's polishing some glasses with a, a bit of a manky tea towel. Um, you know, and he he greets you warmly. Hello there, guys. How's it going tonight? Hi, no. Rusty. Hi, Rusty. I see Howie started early. What's he been drinking? Anything and everything. Whatever's in your flask, Tyler. Was it even beer? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's drunk all that. Yeah, I'll. Um, can we have three beers, please, Rusty? Coming right up. To be honest, I was glad to get some customers tonight. It's looking pretty quiet. It always is. But it's even quieter than usual. Usually there's like four people, and now there's only you three. That's a whole one less than usual. And I'm not even counting myself. Do you know where everyone else could be? Usually on a Monday night, all the piss heads are in here. But now it's just Howie. Where have they all gone? Ta-ta-ta-ta. Yeah, I don't know. There's been some strange things on. People aren't, you know, 
aren't themselves these days. And wasn't it wasn't it the big basketball game tonight? Oh yeah, maybe yeah, some people have gone there, but <laughs> but uh... but the the game is over surely by now. Usually they all come in and celebrate or commiserate our our boys' fine performance after the game with a pint of my lovely beer. But but no one's here. Where have they all gone? What's going on? Ah, uh, they've uh, probably gone to that fun palace place. Um, they were giving out free tickets at the ball game. Yeah, I think I saw some drinks offers too. I hope that Pamela Weston bitch is not trying to steal my steal my customers. Oh, I don't know uh, about that. Well, no, they'll they'll all. Younger crowd, but yeah, no, they'll all take the vouchers. But as soon as the vouchers are gone, they'll come back to you. At the mention of Pamela Weston, Howie has a brief flicker of lucidity. Ah, change of fortune! And then he slumps back down again. What are you saying, Howie? There's a fucking beer! Who's got my beer? Uh, Rusty, thanks. Howie downs his pint in one, and then slumps down next to a bar stool, snoring like a giant baby. Uh, well, better go then. Leave Howie where he is. <laughs> Oi, you have a good night, boys. He'll, he'll be in safe hands here. Yep. You <laughs> he just dumped him at a pub. Well, that's why we took him here in the first place. That's what you usually do. <laughs> I took him into my home. I trimmed him like, like my very own. He's <laughs> for life, not just for Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Well, on your way, I mean, you're going this way from the rusty keg and um, Sean and Janice are coming this way from the library. You you meet roughly in the middle on one of the streets. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How was the library? Oh, don't talk to me about the library. Did you actually finish your shift? Yeah. yeah. But I managed to find some rude books at the back, pictures in it. <laughs> Did you find anything or see anything? Only the books. <laughs> They're hiding something in the books. So the, there was a book that had a load of pages cut out, like something had been left in there. There was nothing left, just that purple powder that I found on the statue mm. this morning. Are you going to analyse that? Not right now, I can't. Uh, school's shut. Oh, can we break in? <laughs> what do you think, team? Is that no, a sensible idea? <laughs> I can do it tomorrow. I've got chemistry before lunch. They won't mind if I stay on. Okay. Are we Are we calling Well, it? I'm going to go home then. Have you seen um, <laughs> Have you seen that Wesley guy anywhere? He's, he's sort of new in town and he. you'd know him if you had met him or seen him <laughs> or heard him or heard him is he still at school or is he out of school no he's out of school uh he used to live he some... wasn't at the game was he no i he was around loads the other day and then he's disappeared he was at my house no you never let me into your house we had to build a den <laughs> well if you see him around the den let me know okay do you want me to uh like apprehend him uh no just let me know if you've seen him okay Okay, are we are we calling it a night there today? Yeah. 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 Right. Everyone goes to their respective homes and beds. The sun rises on a Bluesberg Tuesday morning. What's everyone's plan for the day? Obviously, um, Sean and Janice, you have school, but uh, Sean, what's what's your aim for today? My aim. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to. Um, try and find out what happened to Ed uh, but I suspect he'll be annoyingly full of it and be surrounded by all the girls who should be surrounding me. Tyler, what's your plan for the day? Uh, might check on Howie and also actually find out what happened to Wesley. Solid plan. Uh, Janice, what about you? So school and like I said in my lunch break I'm going to 
try and see if I can work out what the mystery powder is. And Jerry? Oh, that's a good question. There's so much to do with one's day when you're a reclusive eccentric. Um, I might go down to the fun palace, um, you know, sort of just see what all the fuss is about while all the kids are at school, so it should be pretty quiet. Okay, we shall start with the school kids. Um, when you, I'm just going to assume that you've met somewhere on the street, as usual. So you arrive to school at roughly the same sort of time, and there appears to be some sort of commotion outside the front steps. Um, I shall freeze so I can see. Followed very quickly behind in his trail of destruction well seven's over ed is there um and some guy is like up in ed's grill he's visibly angry and he's yelling and shoving ed etc you you must have cheated we had all your plays from the game and you still beat us uh it's at this moment that you recognize that it is chad harper the captain of the lower granfield elks who must be skipping school to to have a word with Ed. But as you watch, Ed calmly flicks Chad in the chest and sends him flying to the ground. I'm going to get my brother on you, he says as he flies away. (laughs) Ed rolls his eyes and looks at you with a grin. Wow. So I'm gonna like do the bro slapping him on the back and asking him if he's okay. You're right, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, that was nothing. Yeah, well it looks like you handled him. Glad I could could be here to help. Isn't it so cool? Did you see me at the game last night? I did, I was there. <laughs> oh, I kind of forgot about all the other players because most of it was down to me. <laughs> Ah, boy, Ed. Yeah. Take um, that guy across the room with one hand. He's twice your size. Well, I've only got one hand because I got pushed through that window. Remember? You fell. <laughs> <laughs> but shh, shh, guys, I'm not supposed to say, but you should definitely check out the Fun Palace. Okay. <laughs> um, the Fun Palace. It's the only thing to do in Bluesburg. Where whereabouts should we check out, Ed? Smile winningly and that's my lashes. Flick my hair a bit. All, all I'll say is that you can't be too good at the games. You have to be a total suck-ass loser like I was. <laughs> what happens if you really suck at the games, Ed? That's all I can say. Now, oh, Ed, Ed holds up a list that's covered in what looks like phone numbers. Now, if you guys will excuse me, I've got real-life girls to call. He swaggers off. I am outraged on your behalf. (laughs) Yeah, what do you make of that? Well, I reckon it's some kind of Superman super enhancing drug Mm. and something something. I'll work on my theory. (laughs) I wonder if whatever it is, is what people are getting from the library and that somehow changes your fortune. Your thoughts are interrupted by poor pathetic Chad Harper picking himself up off the floor and sort of limping away. Um, yeah, I was just wondering whether I should go and talk to him. I think you should. He said he had all your plays. How would he have all your plays? Oh, yeah. Rude. I'm going to go after him. You... He's limping. I mean... <laughs> You catch up to Chad Harper, he's he's 15, he's a bit of a basketball stud, uh, and he thinks he's well good, and obviously can't understand why he lost. Um, you find him having a bit of a snivel. <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> just gonna like, bump him, you know, <laughs> shoulder bump, and then ask, <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? In a sort of aggressive tone, because I'm well cool and smooth. 
<laughs> oh, don't start. It was not fair. We should have won. We should have won last night. Yeah, because you cheated. Because what's this face gave you all our plays. You know about Trent Blackwell giving us the playbook? Yes, I did. When did he give you that? Remind me. Um, he gave it to us last week. But do you well, know what? It must have been a fake because it didn't help us win. That Ed guy was amazing. Well, I trained him myself, so. Oh, were you on the team as well? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, ugh, I hate you guys. When you see Trent Blackwell, tell him he sucks. Um, well, that traitor. Right, I will go and find Trent Blackwell. <laughs> Just then, the school bell rings and you guys oh. head inside. Right, Tyler, I believe your plan was to go and find Howie again, wasn't it? What are you doing now? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll go back to the pub, see if he's still there. All right. Hello there, Tyler. Hi. Um, is Howie here still? Oh, no, I had to kick him out at closing time, and I don't really know where he went after that. Oh, did you see which way he went? I don't really know what happened to him after that. Did you not just hear me there? All right. <laughs> All right, then. See you later, Norman. <laughs> You get back here right now! <laughs> Nobody calls me Nobody calls me feckin' Norman Rusty, you little shite! Right, I'm off. As he leaves, there's just sound of a shotgun going off. An empty bottle smashes into the wall behind Um Yeah, no Howie there. What are you going to do? Well, I'll head in the direction of the den. Okay. I'll head that way and obviously look out for Howie and that on the way. Jerry, Hello. have you got your free ticket with you? I do have my free ticket. Well, yes. that's good, isn't it? So, um, you get to the Fun Palace, but you find a long queue stretching round the block. Pamela Weston herself is at the front entrance, checking names against a clipboard. You can... Uh, I'm gonna, gonna uh, just ask the person, assuming I walk up to the back of the queue, I'm gonna ask the person at the back what they're queuing for. Well, queuing for the Fun Palace, isn't it? But why is she checking names? Why is it so big? Well, morning. everyone got all them free tickets at the game, isn't it? I guess she's checking that she gets all the free tickets back or something. I don't know. Have you got work to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> My boss is in the queue a few places in front of me. He closed early so we could all go to the fun palace. Of course. Uh, all right, I'm One up. thing about Bluesburg, we've got our priorities straight. Yes, of course you have, sir. How dare you? I'm a lady. <laughs> Uh, well, sorry, ma'am. Uh, I'm going to walk up to Pamela and uh, inquire as to why uh, she's taking names and whether it's, you know, free entry or uh, invite only or something. Well, hi there. As you can see, sir, we've got quite the queue. If you could just join the back of the queue, please, that would be magical. Sure. All I wanted to know was whether if when I got to the front of the queue, I'd be able to get in or whether this was, you know, something I needed to have arranged beforehand. Oh, I'm just afraid because we gave out so many free tickets last night we're, we're kind of at capacity so we're just we're just waiting it's kind of a one in one out situation at the moment sir i see okay uh, well i haven't got anywhere else to be i suppose so i'll uh, go queue we'll go back to tyler um there's some crates describe your base there's crates uh, well, it is just like pallet crates at the moment. Mm. It's pallets, is what it is. That is as far as it's got. What were you? What are you hoping to find? Like, I, why have you gone there? I'm, well, <laughs> I know, I'm just wandering around because Wesley's disappeared, which is a bit odd. Um, and I don't know how he might have come up here. I don't know. Uh, how he's not there. Wesley's not there. But you were allowed to notice one interesting thing at the den. Um, well, there has been somebody here. Was here last night. There's evidence. What evidence? Um, 
there's like a little like oil lamp thing that's still burning and some <laughs> packets of food. Okay, well what are you where do you go from here? Well I don't know now. Head back home I suppose. School kids, how's your morning going? Oh, badly, I just found out there's a traitor. Yeah, what are you going to do about that? Well, I was thinking of going to Coach Carter, but I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm going to go and confront Trent Blackwell. Well, um, where do you think Trent Blackwell <laughs> might be? Um, <laughs> with Sandy. <laughs> Where's the, you know, where's the makeout spot at Bluesburg High? Where do, where do all the young lovebirds go? I guess under the bleachers, as usual phrase. You are completely unsurprised to find Sandy and Trent conjoined at the mouth uh, <laughs> underneath the bleachers. Well, I'm going to start by yelling, you look fucking traitor. <laughs> Sandy looks at you shocked. I'm not a traitor. I'm not talking to you, Sandy. You should know better. You're hanging out with a total turncoat. Good word, Sean. Did you learn that at the library? No, I didn't. I'm just clever. <laughs> anyway, what are you fucking talking about? I'm not a traitor. Yeah, you gave the lower Granfeld Elks all our plays. Oh, yeah, that. I am a traitor. <laughs> well, I'm glad I tortured this confession out of you. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't care anymore. Yeah, I copied Coach Carter's playbook and I gave it to that Chad Harper dude. Well, I, you leave me no choice there but to strike you. <laughs> <laughs> Test your fight. 11 plus 1. You land a... Well, describe... You've, you've scored a hit. Describe it. Um, well, I was going for his nose so I can only imagine that it burst in a spray of blood and agony. Trent Blackwell now has a bloody nose. Obviously, he's going to fight back. Stop it, Trent! Stop it, Trent! That's Sandy just pouring about in the background. Um, Janice, you, you notice a, a bit of a commotion. People, onlookers, flocking towards whatever this is. What, what are you going to do? I'm intrigued. I'm also feeling a bit deflated that my best efforts to try and charm something out of it haven't worked and he has ignored the fact that I'm a real girl and gone to call a load of numbers. So I could use some cheering up, so I'm going to go see. It sounds like a fight's breaking out. You can hear them going, that I'm intrigued. And not a bit disappointed that Trent's face is covered with the blood. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the got him pinned to the ground, ready to deal another blow. Most of the school have uh, have gathered to watch the fight, leaving a lot of the classrooms unattended. It's only a matter of time before some staff uh, learn of this ruckus and come to break it up. What's what's going on? Sean, are you winning? Obviously. Here comes some staff. Staff are approaching. You are confronted with how many staff have we got? Coach Carter, he's there, obviously. Principal Sloan is sort of hovering in the background. Coach Carter wades in and grabs you, but oh come on boys, let's 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 break this up now. Let's all all good team friends here. Come on. He he I'm gonna let Trent go, um, because I respect Coach Carter, but I'm going to Tell him straight away that Trent's a traitor. What do you mean, a traitor? We better have a talk about this in my office. Coach Carter takes you and Trent Blackwell to the coach's office where he will uh, deal with you in a moment. Janice, how are you feeling about this? I am so happy I want to dance, but... Sandy is mortified, so I'm trying to keep it together well inside. Well, Sandy comes over to you. What was all that about? You've been hanging around with Sean Pellin lately. Why is he beating Trent up? I almost called him Trent Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dear boyfriend, Trent Blackwell. <laughs> 
Your guess is as good as mine, but from what he shouted as he was dragged away, it sounds like Trent betrayed the team. And he probably had it coming. Well, I don't know why Trent would do that. He has been acting awfully moody since that whole business with his arm. Hmm. Probably felt the need to prove himself and thought that, I don't know, weird. Oh, well, what are you going to do now? Both of you get to class before we end up in detention as well. Oh, yeah, no one likes detention. Nope. What class have we got next? I lost my timetable down Trent Blackwell's throat. Suppress a shudder. We've got maths, Sandy. Yeah. Oh, I love maths. Okay, bye. Trent's in trouble. Um, You guys head to class. Now, by this time, Jerry, you oh, yeah. are approaching the front of the queue. The person in yeah. front of the the beautiful woman in front of you is allowed entrance. Um, and Pamela Weston is still standing there with her clipboard. Uh, may May I see your ticket, please, sir? Uh, yes. And she uh, she looks at her clipboard. Um, if you want to, you need eight brains if you wish to catch a look at her clipboard. Oh, okay. Eleven plus one. As Pamela is uh, checking your the thing, you happen to see the clipboard which is divided into three columns. The first column is name, and it has what appears to be Bluesburg citizens listed. Uh, And then the middle column is use. So for example, Daniel Berry, his use is that he owns the brewery business. Trent Blackwell, sports. Stephen Blunt, law enforcement. Jerry Borman, nothing listed there. (laughs) Calvin Carter, education. Melanie Chatwin, Ed Daniels, Dwayne Duke, Melissa Duke, Tyler Floorquest, all the way down to Sam Montgomery. It's only page one of the uh, thing. So name, use, and then the third column, comments. Testing not necessary for Stephen Blunt, law enforcement. Calvin Carter, testing successful. Ed Daniels, testing successful. Scarlett Mayo, testing not necessary. You also notice that uh, some of the names appear to be crossed out. Dwayne Duke, crossed out. Cletus Howley, crossed out. Hortense Mondegreen crossed out. It's interesting, because Cletus isn't even, uh, it's not really a, a Bluesburg citizen, is he? Unless he lives just outside or something. Lives in your yard, doesn't he? Well, uh, a bastard. Well, in you go, sir. Enjoy playing our games. She she ushers you inside. Interesting. Okay. Once inside, uh, everyone's busy playing the various games with their free tickets. Occasionally, Pamela and her cronies take someone off into the back. If you try, okay. if you try to follow, bouncers block your way. Mm. They won't let you in unless you show them a scorecard. Your only option is to use your ticket and play some games. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, hmm. What? What? What have we got? What games? Are... Um. Well, your. Let's just say first your your free ticket entitles you to five free games. Okay. Um. And there are games that test your brains games that test your brawn or games that test your grit there's all sorts of different games there um what's a, a brawny uh brawny game a brawny game there's those um you know punch baggy ones that test how hard you can hit it there's the ding hammer thing yep. Yep. yeah no I'll, I'll punch a thing okay yeah test uh, test your brawn please 12 you smack it really really hard and you you get second place on the the scores and ding 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 everything no well done you you hit you hit good you have four yeah. four games left okay interesting damn it uh oh yeah let's go try and hit a you know hit a thing with a hammer Let's see what happens 
Ah, okay, so that's three. You you do a bit of a pathetic hit, but it only goes up to the to the middle sort of, of the scale. Yeah. Three games right. left. Uh, let's go for... I don't know, what other games are likely to be? Um, what's the basketball one? Basketball one is going to be grit. Okay, we'll try a grit. Three. You hit the ring of the thing and the ball bounces off. Uh, but okay, just... suddenly you feel a tap on your shoulder. Pamela Weston is standing there uh, and she she looks at your miserable basketball performance, which is odd because didn't you used to be the college basketball player? <laughs> um, but she says, I think you better come with me, sir. And she starts leading you to the corridor at the back. When she gets to the bouncers, she shows them your scorecard and they let you through. I don't know why. I mean, she owns the company. I don't think the bouncers are going to stop her. But she she shows the scorecard and they part to let you through. You pass a few side rooms in this corridor and you see other citizens sitting at desks reading papers, sheets of paper. Pamela gets to an empty room. I wasn't sure about you, but it turns out you're just as pathetic as everyone else. I'm about to offer you a change of fortune. I'll give you a chance to excel, to be the best. All you have to do is sign a little contract. A chunk of your success goes to us. Simple. She slides a contract contract over. What are you going to do? Excuse me, you just call me pathetic. <laughs> fuck you. Do you want to change a fortune or not? No, fuck off. Then I think your time at the Fun Palace is over. My my boys will escort you out. Fine, yeah, see you later. Okay, the bouncers take you out. <laughs> <laughs> they lead you back through the, the gaming floor, I suppose, and uh, shove you out onto the street. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay, interesting. I have a plan. Ooh, what's your plan? <laughs> well, my plan is uh, that I don't really want to get sort of legally involved with this person but there's clearly some shady dealings going on something a bit suspicious um, and I would like to see how they react to someone that does have a use listed and I'm thinking Herbert might be uh, might, I might be able to talk him into uh, using his free ticket and I would quite like to go and talk to him about uh, maybe doing some undercover investigative something or other Tyler, you're heading home after your trip to the den. Yep. Well, on your way home, you pass the budget mart. You hear a familiar voice talking on one of the pay phones. No, sir, I read the whole thing. There's nothing in there that hints at any involvement from us at all. Okay, I've got to go. Bye, bye. Wesley, what the hell? You little sneak. Are you kidding? I just saved your life. To be continued.